1: Welcome back to the show, everyone. It is, what is it, Tuesday, August 2nd. We're in August already. Episode 325. I am stoked about today's show. Uh, We got Mike Mal in the studio, Kyle Klingman up in Cedar Pass, Iowa, and they are fresh off. um, Cedar Pass, I don't know. I don't get the joke. Cedar, cedar nut, I don't know, cedar, <laughs> cedar wherever it is, cedar tree, cedar <laughs> cedar, Rome,
2: cedar... cedar bark, I yeah. got it. yeah, okay, yeah, thank fair you. there's Mike's a bunch it. of them in there, That's okay, got it. Every
1: ahead. day, it's a new one, uh-huh. um, but these guys just got back from yesterday?
2: Nah, about six hours ago, eight hours ago.
1: Eight hours, oh, so you, okay, last night, okay, <laughs> <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight hours ago. Okay, well, thanks for coming in, she, I, I just thought that would, you'd have more sleep, but they are troopers, they are back, they were in Rome. The cadet <laughs> I swallowed a bug. Yeah. World Championships <laughs> USA kicked ass. Can yeah. I say that? I guess it's our show. Should we can do whatever we want? See ours. It's your show. Your name's right there. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Eight, nine medals in freestyle. They yeah. had a champ in Greco. Um, they had some finalists in the women's. Um, and and I, I call you not the odd couple, but yep. opposites attract. What you ever, we, They they fit perfectly together. I agree. How was the trip Mike and then we'll hear about from Kyle? Uh
2: well the trip was amazing. Um I don't know if you know this but Italian food's pretty good. So we had some great great food. Um, but as far as the wrestling goes, look. There is a, a there's a lot of reasons to be excited about USA wrestling right now. Um, now granted Russia wasn't there. So we're just going to we're going to start with that ca- caveat. But man, there was some notch like so there are certain things that in my head, I have to check the boxes, and, and sometimes at age level events, you have to temper expectations. Sometimes, um, with kids that are under seventeen, being the the biggest, the strongest, the most athletic
1: is a big deal. Is a big,
2: big, big deal, right? Sure, yeah. So you see kids that win world titles at a cadet level, and m- maybe they don't check all the boxes. There is a lot of kids on this team. Luke Lilidahl, Joe Seeley, um, Max McAnally—that to me, they check all the boxes to have success at the next level and beyond. So, man, if you're if you're just a, a wrestling fan in the U.S., you've got to be super excited for the prospect of watching a Joe Sealy compete for the next ten years, twelve. 14 years that's exciting man because this kid he, he he hand fights like a man okay that's fine because then now you go all right well is he the most physically mature as, yeah, yeah is he the most but no 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 this kid has incredible timing incredible timing I call it a Haji Ali snap you know Knox and I have been talking about it for I don't know seven years eight years and it's like a step and snap at the same time the kid does it flawlessly. That's hard to do. I know it sounds like, oh, it's just snap down. No, 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 no. The timing on it is is really difficult. He does it so well. He runs corner. He's mean. He's tough. He's technically very sound, like basics, basics, basics. I don't know. I can't say enough good things about this kid, Joe Seeley.
1: Did you know much about Joe Sealy before, or, or a lot of these guys before getting to see him in action out here at uh, Cadet? Not Cadet. Uh, right, yeah.
2: On? I mean, well, it's, we can, I think you, like, okay. when we're just, when we're just, talking i think we can call it still cadets right i mean (laughs) like it's cadets it's fine um did i know uh, the answer to that when it pertains to joe seeley i would say no um why though that that is what really has been kind of rattling around in my head why do i not know about joe seeley right because while i don't spend a tremendous amount of time um focusing on high school wrestling I kind of pride myself on understanding who the top 1% in the mm-hmm. country are, and he was not on my radar. Now, it could be because he's going to his third high school in three years, and that sends off red flags to, to college coaches, so maybe they're not buzzing about him right. quite as much as um, they sh- they would have had he been in one place. Um, maybe it's, it, it's because I haven't seen him uh, – overachieve at like a next level maybe he goes to juniors and does well or maybe he you know tries his hat in a even a senior level event so there's there, i haven't heard of Josiah. now there's been other guys like the kid i mentioned earlier the mccannelly's and the Lilla dolls that yes they were 100 on my radar and i knew that i going into this event that they would do very well um but there's a couple of sleepers as far as i was concerned mm-hmm. that man they really really kind how about the kid Koi Hopke? This kid, you know, I I mean, he doubles up and he wins a world title at 110 kilos against, you know, it wasn't like these kids were, you know, fluffy uh, kids from from different countries. These kids were real wrestlers at 110 kilos. And he looked great. He looked absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, there was a couple guys that were not on my radar, but there was a few that were.
1: Okay. Um, Kyle, question for you. I guess we'll start where Mike started, even though it was just a second. How was the experience and how was the food?
0: <laughs> uh, food was outstanding. We had maybe two bad meals and those were only because we had had to stand in line at the uh, the arena for those Out outside of that it was fantastic. The wine was good. Mike had his fill of wine and never, he forced me to that. he forced me to have a glass of night so we had a good time but the food was outstanding Kyle define forced you What do you mean he forced I mean to on pressure? One. Two on one. Yeah. He said you're gonna have one. <laughs> Look. He got drink, drink. Two on one and then drink. Yeah. Exactly. That was All a great right. time. Beautiful city. It was uh it was unreal. Now, Kyle and I have been to Budapest together. I was together.
1: gonna say, you've done a couple of cadets, right? We have was it and
2: no, it was cadets. cadets. And, and honest to goodness we we kind of gone back and forth over the last year and change about like, man, Budapest is like the greatest city. I I think Rome might be my new favorite city on Earth. I think it might be. I'm telling you. You're, about, you're Italian. You're I know, biased. That's You like fine. Italian food. But I wasn't, but but okay, you, fine. That's fair. embrace the
1: Italianness.
2: I. That's fair. However, if you asked me before this trip, I would have said Budapest by far.
1: Have you been to Rome before this trip? Yes. What was the difference on this trip?
2: Uh, the wine was better. We, <laughs> it really was. I'm not just saying that. Like for whatever reason, the wine was better. Now, we knew where to go too, mm. like that really helped yeah uh, that, like kind of knowing the lay of the land was was clutch we knew and also uh, a friend of mine uh, that that is actually considering moving to rome uh gave us some some ideas on where to eat and stuff like that and it was on um, the food i like i can't get over it how good it is like well, it's it's like ridiculous give me
1: like a dish that okay. you had
2: All right, for example, seafood carbonara is something. Now, you know me, Kyle, you know me pretty well. for the people out there in TV land that don't know me. I love to cook. I love to cook. It's one one of my favorite things in the world. So I make what I think is a pretty good seafood carbonara. For an American. For an American. That's actually a good point. Yeah, for an American. Now, every time I go there, I have it. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? This is not just like a little bit better. This is like exponentially better. And I'm finding out that the Italians are holding out on us. What are they? So every single recipe that I've ever seen for seafood carbonara is very simple. It's basically bacon or pancetta and it's egg yolk and it's pecorino Romano or Parmesan cheese, right? You just whisk that up, throw some pasta water in and that's your sauce, right? Well, 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 I asked one of my Italian friends out there like, yeah, how come I can't get it to taste like yours? And he's like, oh, it's very simple. We, we use goat cheese. I'm like, he's sons of guns. you sons of guns. You're holding out on us. So there's like little things like that that I think that they literally hold out on us. Oh, yes, I think so. And it, it's like, it makes all the difference in the world. Like that seafood carbonara that you had, geez,
0: what was it, two nights ago, Kyle? Was that not incredible? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. And then I hope you mentioned the sandwich. Oh yeah, so a good friend of mine.
1: Did you take a picture of and put it on maybe Instagram? Yeah, I yeah, sure I, did. I saw a picture you said.
2: So look, man, I I hate to be like grandiose about this stuff. Does he? I do. Does he? Because if <laughs> if, if it weren't like if it weren't the greatest thing I've ever had in my entire life in the seventy three years I've been on this earth, I would say so. But it was, and a friend of mine, Mick Ruiz, who is mo- might be moving out there, was like, dude, listen. You gotta go to the sandwich shop. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna pay sixty dollars both ways to go into Rome, walk around to find this. Kyle, was it hidden? It was hidden.
0: It was. And on the post, it was number one of ten thousand. Yeah, Number on the review. That's true. The reviews. It was number one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Number one of ten thousand. Wait. Okay. There was not one review that wasn't five stars. Not one. And you know how people like the bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) I don't know if you know. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's, like, number one of 10,000. And I was like, come on, bro. How good could it be? How good could it be? Mike Mock ordered three. Three sandwiches. (laughs) What's on the sandwich? So it was. Started with the uh, Yeah, okay, so the bread. uh, First of all, it's. don't don't get me started on the bread it's out of this world and you get three you have the choice of three different types of bread but we got the the pizza which means that it basically comes warm okay and it's crust on the outside perfect consistency on the inside as far as soft and warm and then it goes ham mozzarella and like mozzarella and then uh some type of of uh mushrooms and I think that there's like this aioli type mayo on it or mm-hmm. something like, uh, bro. I love that stuff. I can't, I can't, I'm like, come on. This is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. It's like, and, Ky, and I'm gonna steal from Kyle right now. This is his line. He just looks up at me, he goes, how am I ever gonna go to Jimmy John's after eating this? <laughs> was like so depressed about it he's just like that's all i like, have in cedar Fork, goes, Iowa. i mean he's just like ah how am i ever gonna
1: oh come on bro show us show us there, there we go yes
2: there it is yeah
1: it was it was absurd it was that so looks
2: pretty good. dumb how good it was that looks okay. Good. okay um
1: okay james green <laughs> It's like yeah. Bill, right? Bill Zattik wasn't his first yeah. his first stint. That was like 2017, and they won. James, I'm not saying that this. I assume James is a good coach. I don't know that this is necessarily indicative. He didn't train these guys, right? They come from all over the place. Mm-hmm. But just talking about James as a coach, his I don't know his demeanor, his leadership. What what you saw out of him at his first time at the helm of of a team like this? I
2: had a very discerning eye. Now. You, as you know, James and I kind of go back. He wrestled at my club. I didn't train James, but Kyle Brewer did. And so, like, I, I was v- very skeptical. If I'm going to be honest, I was skeptical.
1: Uh, at, at, at when
2: he was Bef- a kid or just now? No. Like, this like, like as he transitioned, because don't forget, he went, like, if you just look at it brass tacks logistically, he went from being a full-time athlete to being at the helm of our developmental program overnight literally overnight dude so so to me i'm like can this guy do it i think he has the perfect demeanor to develop young athletes now how that will pay off over the next four six eight years i don't know but i'm just talking about the way that uh, that i saw him uh relate to and convey information to young athletes it was pretty stellar because there's there are coaches that can't do that yeah that's that's a very very explicit skill set that you need when you're dealing with high- level young athletes right Th- those are two very different high level older athletes that's a different skill set right so i was pleasantly surprised at the way james because again James is not the most gregarious person in the world. He's reserved. He's pretty reserved. Yeah. But man, when the when the attention when he knew that the attention was supposed to be on him, he was so great with these kids. Right now, I think his natural inclination is to kind of pull back and and be a bit reserved. But man, when he when it was time to all right, this is where we're going, fellas. Let's go. And they go. It was it was pretty good. Now again. Jury's still out, right? This is the sure. first event, right? right. right? This is, he's pr- basically capitalizing or cashing in on all the work that Kevin Jackson did over the last few years as a developmental coach. Uh, but all indications seem really positive.
1: Can you give me, like, can you think, you know, I'm asking you for, like, a, more of a specific example. You said the way he communicates, the mm-hmm. way he effectively uh, gives... Information mm-hmm. or, or talks to kids. Can you think? I don't know, taking a kid right off the mat, or 30 minutes after he wrestles, or or the next day, or it doesn't even have to be anything like that. But just an example of something that impressed you about.
2: Okay, so to me, uh, off the mat stuff is is easy, especially when you're winning, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like so, pat him so, on the so, yeah. Like, okay, keep doing that, kid. But it was the beforehand stuff. That was very, very impressive to me. So think about what that looks like. A kid like, blah, 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 blah. who is the kid that, that was at um, 45, the, the lightest weight class? At M- Dominic Munareto. Muneretto. Bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. So young kid, lightest weight class, but he's wrestling guys. It didn't look like he was cutting a tremendous amount of weight to make that weight, uh, but the foreigners were oh, <laughs> like, 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 so, like these are like the kid from Iran that he wrestled, I believe in the semis was a head taller than him. So, okay. So he, he's dealing with that. So think about what that looks like. That looks like this kid is warming up before his match in the back room. He is then looking at the TV screen yeah, and that. then he's going up to the staging area and then he's waiting patiently there and then they call his name and then he goes out to the mat. Well, In all of those stages of uh, pre-match preparedness, there are uh, small windows of opportunity to interject what you're thinking as a coach. And he... Hey James. James, excuse me. James did that so well. And here's why I say well, because there is such a thing as overcoaching. Oh. You you can't you can't just like berate this kid with, all right, you gotta watch out for his right hand high crotch and make sure that if you do, you don't get snapped. You got one sentence. Yeah. You got one sentence at each one of those staging areas, and it had better be focused and it had better be concise, and it had better really pertain to the match that you're about to have or else it's lost. It's yeah. gone. It doesn't really mean anything. So his ability to, to hone in on that one sentence, maybe sentence and yeah. a half, to, at each stage of like, okay, this is when he's warming up. This is when he's checking the TV. This is when he's walking up to the... It was, it was pretty impressive.
1: You, and it's another, a, a similar, maybe, realm example examples. When I watched the UFC mm-hmm. and a guy, you know, you fight for five minutes, you come back to the corner. Kind of the same thing. There's good coaches. Watch out for the left hand. Yeah. K- keep your jab up. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands up. Jab, jab up when he comes this way. Move, and you And it's like, and there's, there's somebody behind him barking at him. Somebody's got ice on his mm-hmm. head. Somebody's ice in his shoulder. And I'm looking. I'm like, this is too much. What here. the hell? No way. Yeah. And then I went to uh, Greg Jackson's. Izzy was down there, okay. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and John Jones trains there, sure. and, and we interviewed Greg. And I asked, him, I said, "What's your cornering? You know, I'm curious how you corner." He said, "We take turns. It's it's a." calculated mm-hmm. thing ready he sits down okay and sometimes he's like good job and he just, just talks not even strategy mm-hmm. looking good I got one thing I say uh, you know uh, keep you know keep your left hand up he's coming over top of there keep your left hand up you're doing great guy mm-hmm. behind him outside the cage has his chance to talk mm-hmm. one piece of advice
2: the best corners I've ever been in and I haven't been at that high of a level in MMA but that is a that is spoken about beforehand. Yeah, that is okay. I'm speaking first. When I lift my eyes off the athlete and I look at you, your turn to speak. Yes. And then you look at the next guy. So yeah, that that's a skill. Why do like? Yeah. And and the same thing has not, to do with wrestling.
1: You have to practice it. You and, had better practice this. Yeah. yeah,
2: like this is like if you don't identify that. And then all of a sudden, you have as a developmental coach, you're not just dealing with the athletes. You're dealing with all their personal coaches. And that's not the same thing as Frank Pirelli at Ithaca. That's not the same thing with Casey Cunningham yeah. at Penn State. That's not the same thing with give it a name, whatever RTC is out there. These are professional coaches. You're dealing with high school coaches. I mean, let's call it what it is, right? Maybe club coaches, but you're dealing with high school coaches. So you know... You know that you had better identify, okay, this is the this is kind of the way we should be conveying this information to our athletes. Overcoaching in this these situations is not only is it not beneficial sometimes it detracts from the yeah, it could be from de- the performance. But sure. Yeah. I mean, you get this kid like,
1: oh, holy shit, I got a bunch of them the right hand or you know, it
2: can't it's not a good thing, right? Like let the kid go wrestle. So I, I think his his And that really has to do with the leadership that James yeah. showed, right? Like he, like, he led by example. Like, okay, we're not going to overcoach these kids. They know how to wrestle. Let them go wrestle. So, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about just day one for James Green.
1: Sure. Um, all right, I want to switch gears for a second, and we'll come back to USA crushing it in freestyle. Yeah. Um, Greco-Roman, Joel yeah. Adams, Kyle. What were your thoughts on this young man? Um, Did he go unscored upon? He did. He went unscored upon. Hey, nobody score on Which in Greco is like even harder. Yeah, because they caution you put you down.
2: Because you don't have to get scored on to get scored on. Yeah. I mean, it's called what it is. Sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that was obviously a goal for him. Even at the end of his finals match, he was close to getting scored on. And he said afterward that that was something he took pride in, that he was not going to give up that score. So for us to be able to watch that and to see behind the scenes, we were really focused on him with our footage. He was uh, he was locked in with that uh, Ivanov system. He's from Nebraska, but he goes across the border into Iowa and trains there. But they were absolutely locked in, and they had a system in place, and you, you could tell it was a, a high-level athlete going for a, a gold medal. And he wasn't even sure if he's going to continue on in Greco. That's the funny thing that uh, he says – yeah, I don't know if my future is in Greco yet, but certainly was that na- day.
2: Wow. I mean, look. <laughs> I
1: didn't keep going. I just won.
2: Yeah. It's, it's not just that to me, though. Like, this is a well-trained Greco athlete. Sometimes in the U.S., most times in the U.S., we just have well-trained athletes Yeah, that wrestle Greco. Uh, this kid knew. like, And it looks different. Like it, like when what we, looks w- the the wrestling looks different. Like when we go out to, um, to world championships, especially at an age group level, um, sometimes we just put our best athlete out there. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it looks, the, the wrestling looks different in Greco when you have a Joel Adams out there who not just learned all the throws that we are supposed to know that should be probably baseline knowledge at a Greco, even age group level. But he also knows how to stay in perfect position. He uh, he recognizes the holds when he gets them and he knows to go on them. So I think it should be a an eye-opening experience for the rest of the country that like, okay, look, there's there's high-level athletes and then there's high-level Greco athletes. And if... You want to win a world medal there's a good chance you got to start really taking a lot of these skill sets and mixing them in every day every day every day sorry you gotta and i think it's valuable very valuable at every level for you to mix those greco skill sets into your training every single day and i might be in the minority uh, in saying that but I think it's very valuable. I think it'll pay off in dividends uh, down the line, in at every single level, folkstyle and freestyle too.
1: Okay, that's my question. So you think these folkstyle and freestyle wrestlers should work on Greco
2: I think skills every day? It is so valuable to be well versed above the waist that it's it's unbelievable, and and it it might not come back to bite you in the butt until the Olympics. But it will come back and bite you in the butt eventually. Because there are positions that we simply in this country aren't well versed mm-hmm. enough in. And and uh,
1: that and we're not I'll, comfortable. And you can see
2: No. It. Or or we all, like, oh gosh. All right, Kyle Dick. Let's talk about Kyle Dick. He is very comfortable wrestling upper body. But no one else in this country is. Especially at 74. Look at the best guy at 74 for the last decade. Well, it's been Jordan Burroughs. You ever see him throw anybody? I haven't. Right. So he, he he Kyle gets into that body lock position so often in this country, and I'm not saying guys turn down. They don't turn down, but they just don't have offense. Excuse me, counter offensive uh, tactics that they can go to immediately when Kyle gets a body lock, and Caddy does, and Caddy wrestled with him in the position
1: one time. The,
2: the one time in the Olympics, the, one, the time. one time. And it came back and it like, so, I mean, that's a very, you know, finite. But, but
1: back to your point, you, right before that, two minutes before that, 30 seconds before that, you said it might not come down back to bite you until the Olympics. And then you come back with an example. Yeah, of the Olympics. And I,
2: I it, it hurts to say that, but I think if, if, if this country was better versed in upper body attacks, Dick's a world champion, or he is Olympic. a world champion, but a, an Olympic gold medalist. I really do believe that. I think he can, I think he's better than Sitikov. I think he's he's he can shut Sitikov down. He just found one position that he got beat. One position. So yeah, I you know it, it, it's that important. It's that important. So collectively, we need to get better there.
1: I want to see Dave versus Sitikov. Yeah, I'd give a pinky. This one's beat up anyway. Yeah, yeah. I give a pinky. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Another reason that we hope, I don't know, aside, I hope the conflict over and, and Ukraine ends. But selfishly, also because yeah. I'd like to see that match happen for sure. Um, all right, Kyle. Another question for you uh, on the women's side: Who impressed you? Who who caught your eye? Who impressed you?
0: Well, I mean, it uh, it's crazy to think Audrey Jimenez might still be the best wrestler in the field, she but didn't she didn't her. even she didn't even wrestle. She didn't even want a match. Right. And she had an Italian girl and uh, a Japanese girl in that weight class that were phenomenal. And that just shows you the depth of, of having Japan in the field. They weren't there last year. So the United States women won their first U-17 World Championship last year. This year, Japan showed that we were missing, and they were really, really good. And I, I'd love to hear Mike's take on this, too. India has gone all in on wrestling. It's, it's incredible. And what they've been able to do just across the board with men's freestyle and women's freestyle, I think Mike had a a, a take that they're like the Americans in conditioning, Iran in their uh, underhooks, and Russia and something else. Mike can elaborate on that, but they uh, they've come to play ball. A billion people.
2: Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> lot. <laughs> seems like a lot. A billion people. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> I. Um... I spoke to a couple people at uww i spoke to our friend kadir um who's a photographer for uww india's all in india's all in and um i'm gonna i'm gonna say it like they're they're probably age cheating at a u17 level. (laughs) i mean i mean it's it's not um an ugly secret like there's there's news articles about it like they They had like over 30 kids that got caught age cheating at their own. So it's like, I'm not breaking any news. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, I'm not breaking any news here. And uh, some of the U.S. coaches were like, well, F them or screw them. They're cheating. I said, wait, hold tight. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's an indicator that they care. I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. I don't want them to cheat. But- I'm saying they don't cheat if they don't care, okay? Now, so obviously they care. That's number one. Number two, there is a tremendous amount of time, money, and resources being put into wrestling from their government. That's important because now these U17, U20, U23, and senior level athletes have a feeling that they're going to be taken care of if they do well at this. They can change their life. Through wrestling, okay? That's important. Now, you say that, and then you go, well, they're age H- cheating. I get it. I get it. Uh, look, if you can change your life as a 17-year-old kid. I'm sorry, probably 19-year-old kid. <laughs> if you could change your life as a 19-year-old but, kid. But do you mean that winning fam- a, a cadet title changes their life? I think so. I think so. There was a parade for the kid. There was a freaking. Oh, Bassett had a parade. It doesn't mean his life's changed. That's fine. I think it's different there. I think it's different there. I think this kid, I think that if you wanna, uh, it, it dramatically changes your stars.
1: And I guess another thing I was thinking of, age level cheating, it's wrong, it's bad, it shouldn't mm-hmm. do it. Will it benefit them in the long run? No, you Could it hinder them not. in the long run?
2: 100% doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that when this kid goes back, there might be, I'm not saying it's a house or even a car, but there's something waiting for him that significantly changes his life. It was a significant uptick in his life. Okay, even if it's $1,000 US, something tells me that that is significant enough for them to kind of pull out every stop and go, I gotta win this world title. I gotta win this world title with a full beard. <laughs> and kids, my kids on the side. But-
0: And that, you, and that girl that wrestled Erica Pastoriza was a monster. Yeah. She was unbelievable. She yeah. just was solid. And, and-
2: and that, well, that's to your point. Okay. Are, or maybe are they older? Yeah, fine. But they can wrestle. Right. And and I, I told, I think I said it on the broadcast too, Kyle. I, what I found is they have plucked some of the best attributes from the three best wrestling countries in the world. And they have adopted it themselves. They took our motor. They're they're well-conditioned athletes. They are not getting tired, especially in a four-minute wrestling match, right? They are well-conditioned athletes. So they plucked our motor, our condition. They took Iran's really solid foundation and position game, right? They don't come out of position. They don't give up points. And then they're working on their athleticism like the Russians are. The Russians are better athletes, purebred athletes across the board athletes than most of the world um and they kind of plucked that they're using some more dynamic technique now that seems like a recipe for success to me like these kids can wrestle too like i'm not i don't want to detract just because people have said that they're aged
1: well and then this i i I thought of this jokingly but i actually kind of made it seriously you said maybe maybe there's not a house or a car but maybe there's something waiting for him like Could it be a wife, right? And I kind of joke, but like they, from what I understand, there's kind of a caste system. So you can't marry outside of your, and if you're down here, you're stuck and you got to find somebody down here. And usually your parents are helping to arrange that marriage. Sure. Now, maybe speculation completely on my end, maybe you win and somehow that ticks you up a notch or ticks you up. Does that change your life? I think so. That will definitely change your life. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so I.
2: I don't know and and maybe we have Vinay on one time and he kind of yeah. breaks it down for us one time. Uh, Vinay is a guy on Twitter that we've kind of become friendly with friendly with at uh World's different seven. events, yeah. And so, you know, he lives there so he'd have a far better understanding than us. But I think when we as Americans interject or or look at it through our lens uh, and and interject our ideals into the situation, it's it's not a hundred percent fair. Sure. It's not a hundred percent because their
1: lives, their their, world is their different.
2: circumstances are very, very different. And I'm not saying that like, oh, poor them. No, I'm not feeling bad for them. I'm just saying that their society is a, is just a little bit different. Their culture is just a little bit different than ours.
1: I went over there once, and it's vastly different. Okay.
2: <laughs> I was downplaying it, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Hi- highlights of the of the tournament uh, of the trip. Inside the arena and outside of the arena. Um, and Kyle, I'm the same question for you. So okay.
2: either guy can go Kyle, first. Kyle, you want to go first inside the arena? Go ahead.
1: Yeah.
0: For sure. Inside the arena, Joe Seeley was my highlight. Just watching him absolutely dismantle the field. And in the finals, he's wrestling an Italian, Caso, I think was his name, in Italy. And they wanted him to win so bad, and, and it didn't even affect him. I mean, th- this guy is next level, and what he's doing and the technique. It, he was just for me the most fun to watch. And then just that Mike and I took advantage of going to Rome in the morning when no one was there. We got there about six thirty and saw the Colosseum with the sunrise coming up. Oh, no oh, way. I, I just won't forget that. That was uh, that was incredible. Mike even got a picture of me, and my my mouth is just like a gape and. <laughs> How could it not be? Yeah, we were walking through the city, and it's kind of like we, we owned the, the city because no one was really out, and I'm glad we took advantage of that. That was a, an incredible moment that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So th- those two stand out.
2: All right. Uh, inside the arena, Ma- <clears throat> excuse me, Max McAnally. I think I said it to you, Kyle, while the kid was wrestling. Now, don't get me wrong. The, the kid lost in the semifinals to Kruglyev's cousin. Cousin? Did we say Cousin? Was that was that what it was? I think cousin, yeah, bro. same last name, Kruglyev, who uh, took David Taylor to the brink in 2018, if I rem- remember yeah. correctly. Kyle, You're, you you were there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was s- working for the enemy.
2: The enemy. All right. um, but <clears throat> yeah, the, so this kid could wrestle. But what I said to Kyle in the venue at the time was, "I want my son to wrestle like Max McEnally." right? That's a compliment. That's a big compliment. That's huge. That's a huge compliment because, well, what does that mean? That means that he had brick it up defense, brick it up. I'm talking like stalwart hips down, head up, perfect position defense. His legs looked like they were, you know, three miles away from you. So there's that, right? Like scoring on him was very difficult. And then that doesn't mean that he was not offensive, because he was. Every shot he took, he scored on. Not every. I'm, I'd am say 90% of the shots that he took, he scored on. So he wasn't taking frivolous shots with his head down just to get to a leg and then scrambling it out. I'm talking every time he got to a leg, he scored. And so the, between that brick-it-up defense and that, that high-level scoring offense, he he was really really impressive. Now again he kind of kind of ran into a buzzsaw in the semifinals, wrestled back for bronze and looked great. Um, but in the arena, that's really what stood out to me. Outside of the arena, uh, <laughs> no look, it's funny because Kyle and I talk about it all the time. I just get lucky a lot. Like I just in, I walk through life and I walk through the fire usually unscathed and a lot of I step in a lot of crap along the way. We go to this uh, Leonardo da Vinci interactive museum on a whim. I just, honestly, it was an excuse to go to that sandwich shop. If I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> you were, like, you were we, there for the sandwich right. shop. You saw the museum. Yeah. So, well, so we, we were like, okay, we're going to meet Mike Mach. Mike Machiavelli uh, came with us. And we, we went to this museum and it was cool. It was fine. It was really nice. But we come out of the museum and we like, oh, well, there's St. Peter's Basilica. We should definitely go check We're here that out. Now. I mean, since you're here, yeah. right? So <laughs> we start walking up, and the crowd starts, the, the whole crowd starts popping off. And you guys? No. oh, So that's funny. Like, what? Mike Mock was like, what What are they all yelling about? I'm like, they heard of 2018 the NCAA champion from NC State was here. And he's like, what? I'm, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then we look up, and there's the Pope. Addressing the Pope. <laughs> the Pope was <is> addressing everyone. These <laughs> we just. We're like, <laughs> it's well, the Pope. What do you know? Yeah, he's the Pope guy. <laughs> he's giving math. Yeah, and uh, there it was. And uh, like, we looked at our watch, and it was like noon on a Sunday. And I'm like, duh. You know? <laughs> but, but yeah. So it's just like, it, it was the uh, the happenstance of it all. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was an amazing experience. And Rome is probably my new favorite city in the world.
1: It was, was, was better than Austin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Austin's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um. Uh, it's probably a few hundred well, years newer too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, but
2: that's not a good thing. Um, yeah, no, the, they, the, the fact that, so you say, uh, if, it's thousands of years newer, but the, yeah, the, yeah, the ancient ness of it is what kind of intrigues me because sure. like, there's like, we were like, we were, obviously we saw the, the Panthenon and we saw St. Peter's and we saw the Coliseum and we saw all these incredible monuments. But then I, I turn to Kyle as we're walking and I'm like, you see that brick wall over there? He's like, yeah, I'm like, that's older than anything in the U S anything like period the end. And so like the fact that there's no pageantry or no uh, around this brick wall that's been there for two thousand years <laughs> is like that's bananas to me. So yeah, I think it's it's probably yeah, my new favorite city on earth.
1: No bathhouse though. No, they, they didn't nice have the sauna bathhouse.
2: Bath bath now I will say this that we could have went to a gym that probably had one. It, it, like it was in between our place and the and the venue, but no, I didn't there was no bathhouse and that place was pretty dope. Yeah.
1: yeah. That place was pretty dope. Okay. Um Team USA straight dominated, and yeah. uh, freestyle, men's freestyle. Were you surprised? No, ha- not even a little.
2: No. Uh, was I surprised that they won a, a team championship? No, no. But they dominated finish. that way. Yeah, maybe a little. Okay, yeah, maybe a little. Like so, you know, well, four cha- four champs. Yeah, four four champions. Uh, three on the second day, four, one on the first day boy. Oh boy. Like, so get like, I knew they had a good team. Yeah. I knew they were going to compete well and I knew that Russia was going to be there. So all we had to do was not be on the same side as Iran and you're in good shape to win a medal. Um, that said, you still got to go do it. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. But the, the kids went and did it, uh, as advertised. Some of these kids are as advertised like the, uh, the kid Sealy. I, you know, like I said, I hadn't heard of him walking into that event, but, Everybody in the know was like, man, eh, this kid's for real. His kid's for real. So he is as advertised, and he seems like he's pretty into it. So, um, And then some of the, the younger cats, like Nomoretto and
0: Koi Hopke McAnally, they, they're well, as good. Yeah, as and them. then we haven't even mentioned one of the great moments, the the new flying squirrel with Oh, Christian my God, Castillo. Castillo.
1: Bro,
2: bro, it was – I mean, come on. That was unreal. That was unbelievable, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like I can't even like, I can't even like wrap my head around it Cause it seems like a month ago,
1: <laughs> really, like like, I, three days I, ago.
2: I literally have been in an airport or on a plane for the last 28 hours. So man, I forgot about that. I completely forgot about it. And it was, it was shocking in the moment, like super shocking in the moment. And like to sit there, we didn't unpack it until that night. Like we, we couldn't like, Like, until we sat down for dinner, we couldn't – like, this kid just jumped over him with two seconds left. And What are you talking about? Unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Like, just go on our Instagram. I'm sure it's on there. Yeah. Yeah, but unbelievable
1: stuff.
0: And the the other thing, too, is that we're talking about four gold medals. I think we were on the cusp of getting six, maybe seven, because we lost some in the final seconds on a couple of those silvers where we could have almost run the table gone seven for seven in gold medal finals.
2: Yeah. I mean, who is the the young man that got headlocked twice in the last
0: minute? Well, Castillo came down to the end. I think that was a, um,
2: no, it wasn't Castillo. Um, I forget, but one of the young men was up by a bunch. He was up by like six gets headlocked twice in the in the, the last minute of the match. And, and lose, unfortunately, for the U.S., but I'm
0: sure he learned some lessons in that. Um, yeah, it's 11 to 10. Wh- who was it? Um, he's going to Penn State. Um, just can't think of his name Cassie. right now. Yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: You know, again, upper body attacks that we're not com- – because every youth coach in the country tells their kids, headlocks are bunk.
1: Headlocks are good if you know how to do them. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, right?
2: I mean, ask – Tyler Kasich, you know, uh, you know, so like it's positions like that, that we just, we're not well versed in, we're not well, sure. and we're, we, we, if we don't make it a pro, you know, cause we, I hear the, the, not just the developmental coaches, but Zadok and those guys saying, all right, we got to get better in, in ties, right? That means we got to get, we're getting last year at the world championships, senior level world, Cha- world championships, we were getting pushed around by Iran in those underhooks. We really were. And that was true not just at seniors but also at juniors well that that seems like a trend right like hey these guys are controlling the ties. so so we made it a priority we as a, as a coaching staff usa made it a priority to get better and it worked we got better this year uh, so far right yeah. just U 17 but we saw the fruits of our labors we have to start doing this stuff they have to start cross training with Greco guys. They have to. It's a great skill set to have.
1: All right. Cool. Um, okay. We've talked a lot about Cadet Worlds. Now, Mike, since you are our guest for today, mm. we got a little game we play at the end of the shows. Okay. It's called Sweat It Out. And Kyle Cleveland's got some questions. Oh, no. This is going to be
0: bad. Yeah. This
1: yeah. May be... have what? something to do with wrestling, may have something to do with wine, may just be for fun. I don't know. It could be Jersey, could be anything. It
0: could but be Kyle, anything. But Kyle. Yeah, we, our game, Mike, called Sweat It Out. Five questions, hoping to make you sweaty. You ready to play?
2: I'm ready to play, Kyle.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> number, one, number one, there have been five U.S. presidents who have lost the popular vote and won the presidency through the Electoral College. Name one Donald Trump. Yep good job your then that's what
2: that's for <laughs> <laughs> son of a gun
1: <laughs> I'm like why has he got a bell <laughs> who are the other four
0: uh rutherford b hayes john quincy adams benjamin harrison and george bush george w bush okay all right, all right good to know number two true, true or false north. the pyramids are precisely aligned to the true north Okay,
2: they're off by about a degree, about one point one degree. Are they really? Yeah, they're yeah. They're where, like where I look, point, so they're so. <laughs> so <laughs> Did he stump you? Like, no, so so they're off by about point one degrees. You said what? Point one. No, no, point one. No, no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, they're they're like, so but they're. I'm such a nerd did you guys They're, have
1: a conversation uh, about this or something or no did he knows that
2: I, I'm a dork when it comes to the pyramids that's why okay so uh, they think though that when they were built the constellations would have aligned perfectly to see true north with their yeah so when they were built they were probably built through like at true north but over time the planet starts to wobble a little bit and it's
1: probably off by 0
0: point one something.
1: Degrees. so like,
0: uh, did he get that right i mean it was initially true so mm-hmm. i mean when they built it it was it built it so then well bit. we
1: don't know that we know there's no record of what how yeah. are the how are they built mike
0: so you really want me to get no, no 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 <laughs> like, let's go question can, number three because
2: like i don't i got i haven't slept in one they, they got another they got another studio show in yeah, here i could literally one. do that for now i'm
0: sure right, okay we'll three, give it to you all right you're known for the cat cut it who said this movie line cut me mick
1: Oh come on! It's Rocky. I mean,
0: Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Rocky. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, you four. Got, if you, now make he's three for three. That number three would seem pretty easy. Well, I don't if know. You got to crank these up a little bit. Don't yeah.
0: don't, don't, Dude, don't why let you him like, be. Why you
2: want him to like go, go full on
0: level five on me? Right. All right. Go ahead. Number four. What New Jersey State champion played the role of Kyle in the wrestling movie Win Win?
2: Alex. Oh shit. I I trained him. Schaefer. Yep. Yeah. Got it. He used to come to me for profits. Really? Yeah. His dad used to drive him like an hour and a half to come to me for profits. Yeah. And oh, oh, and and he used to hit this awful uh Like kind of foot trip to a headlock type of thing, and I told him it was crap, and he wanted with State Title doing it. So, hey, you're the guy. I'm the guy. guy. I'm the guy. I, you're the problem. I, I was part of the problem for sure. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Four for four. Where was former Major League Baseball player Tony Gwynn born? He lives in
1: Poway now. He played third base for the Padres, right? Padres,
2: yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. great, great batting average.
2: I'll just yeah, say yeah. San Diego. I'll just say San Diego. I don't know.
0: Poway, California.
2: Yes. Oh, I was right. Yeah. So he lives. In my <laughs> he <was. No. laughs>
1: I like how he said it.
2: Yeah.
0: Sorry.
1: Okay. Hey, hey, Kyle, I got one for well for either of you. Uh-huh. I just happened to be on Wikipedia yesterday looking up NC, like NCAA champions, right? Okay. When was the last year? That there were no repeat NCAA champions. So this year, right? There was not a nobody won it two years in a row. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm just take a
0: guess. 2010? ten. Twenty, you know. Well, you don't know either. I do know.
1: <laughs> I do know. He said twenty ten. Oh no, nineteen eighty five. Oh. Nineteen
2: eighty five. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Nobody from 84, one in 85. Other than that, you've had a repeat champ.
2: Every year. Huh? Every year. And oh, then. that's a cool. A lot of cases,
1: multiple. Yeah, of course. Huh. Yeah, there oh, you cool. go. The I stumped you know. Kyle Klingman.
2: There you go. The
1: more you oh, know for me. All right, guys. Uh, final words from either of y'all. Thoughts on Cadet World's upcoming junior, senior, 23s, NCAA, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Kyle, you want to go first?
0: My final word, just going back to the James Green conversation, is that you're talking about a a legend of that position and Kevin Jackson, developmental coach. You couldn't talk about a different personality than James Green. I mean, those guys are total opposites in how they execute and and how they perform, but I think both are going to be effective. And then just thinking about the 45-kilo weight class, uh, we've won that three years in a row. Of course, 2020 was covid but you want to talk about just three different styles. Last year, Bo Bassett was behind in every single match and then got Tex. Uh, Dominic was was really good but had a tight match, and then Mark Anthony McGowan different. And then just the legacy of the heaviest weight class cadet world started in 2011 again, and we've had Gable Stevenson, Greg Kirkfleet, Coy Hopkey. last year Jimmy Mullen, Jordan Wood, Adam Kuhn. Um, it's cool to see that legacy going strong. Yeah,
2: that's pretty amazing stuff, man. Look, those kids absolutely killed it out in Rome. Uh, I'm excited to see our juniors uh, in Bulgaria. And seniors should, by all accounts, they should. I'm not sure they should win, but they they should win. They should definitely win. I want them to win really, really bad, but Iran's tough. Iran is tough. And it's going to be really
1: hard to beat them. But I think they should win. Don't we have five or six chips? Champions Mm -hmm. Gilman Dake JB Taylor Cox six Snyder Mm -hmm. Holy six six out of ten have titles. And how many titles Jordan's got six? Kyle's got four or something like that. I like our
2: chances. At sixty one as well. I love Seth Gross. I love the way he's wrestling right now. <laughs> that, I, I really. I love his skin. Yeah, I just and and you add to the fact add to that the fact that we do well our freshman campaign generally. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, the more time we give those foreigners uh, to look at us, the usually it doesn't work out as well. But man, I. <laughs> Go scramble with that guy for six minutes. These guys are going to be huffing and puffing pretty bad. And then Yanni, I think, is due, man. I think he's going to break the cycle or the streak of uh, medalless at 65. I really do.
1: I'm excited for it. I love that. I love that. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Um, Mike, appreciate you coming in the studio. Kyle, appreciate you guys just straighted off planes. You've been overseas for a week, probably longer, actually. So thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Soon. Adios.